This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 13. This episode features Dre Sewell, actor, dancer, creative producer, and founding member of Slingshot Theater Company. Her theater company has a show running right now called Tamara Wasserman, This Is Real, This Is Me, an evocative autobiographical play by Tamara Wasserman. It's playing at The Pit, the People's Improv Theater, now through May 27th. The links to the play and Dre's various projects are in the show notes. I met Dre a month ago at an Actors Launchpad networking event. These events can be super awkward, but one of my favorite parts of that evening was meeting her and the conversation that we had. Uh, This event that I'm talking about where we met took place the week that I was launching this podcast. So for any of you that have to go to networking events for your creative pursuits or business pursuits, I know it can be hard. I know it's weird. I know they're not fun, but go because you never know who you're going to meet and where those connections will lead. So I'm glad I went to that event. I'm glad I met Dre. I'm glad we were able to have a conversation on the podcast. We had this conversation, just like I have all of the conversations in my studio in the Rack Shack in Bushwick, Brooklyn. The Rack Shack is an all-inclusive lingerie boutique. Without further ado, this is Dre Sewell. Let's have a conversation. start rolling right here okay so how's it going dre it's going well how are you good good to see you good to see you too how have you been doing well this week went by so incredibly fast i can't even believe it's saturday already yeah time's flying winter is still here though actually today looks kind of nice today was kind of nice i you know i got to sit out front and drink my coffee and take in the sun even though it's still a cold sun so that's always nice yeah i'm not convinced uh (laughs) i'm not convinced winter's ending this year no it's actually not ending it's it's the end of the world yep (laughs) get used to it so dre how do you say your last name sewell it rhymes with cool you know I worked with a magician. His last name was Sewell. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Stefan Sewell. Stefan Sewell. Oh my yep. gosh. Do I have a magician cousin? Possibly. I'm not sure if it was a stage name or if that was his real name. Oh, yeah. It might have been a stage name, actually. It could It could have been. I mean, of any stage name Sewell. I mean, I guess I have a, a stage name Sewell, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's your actual name. But also. It's, yeah. Right, right. And you said... Uh, <laughs> You're from Canada? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay, it said something about Canada right before we were rolling. <laughs> I was like, oh, where's the bathroom, eh? And oh, the A, gotcha. The A, you know, the Canadian A. Nice. So, where did <laughs> you grow up? I grew up in Syracuse and I moved out at 17. I moved to Chicago. Mm. Yeah, and I went to school there. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, and I studied theater and stage combat and film and television and specialized acting and uh danced i was in dance companies out there as well 
and uh, then moved here about four years ago, or going on four years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like this summer or four years this summer? It'll be, like it'll be four years August 1st. Nice. Yeah. I'm cool. excited. And uh, <laughs> what have you been up to since you, you've been here, your time, your tenure? My tenure. <laughs> Um, so since I've moved here, the first year you moved to New York kind of seems like a, you know, a jumble, right? Oh, yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, there's just so much here. And, um, I, you know, I did some improv at, uh, the Annoyance Theater, which is, you know, a Chicago-based improv company. And... I was auditioning and I and I got an agent and I was doing this I was doing like a musical theater route you know right I was going to the cattle calls and I was going to the auditions at five in the morning and um, and I was training and dancing and doing all these things and and there it just felt like something was missing you know just going to these calls and and having conversations about you know what's going on in the world and and here I am being cut because I'm not, you know, five and six, you know. So I was just kind of like, I don't know if I, if I want to do this. <laughs> so, um, so I, I kind of figured, you know, something's missing in what it is that I want to do as an artist. So I, I found the Maggie Flanagan studio and it's a Meisner based, uh, conservatory program. And I've been there for the last two and a half years and it's, it's changed everything for me as an artist and the way I understand the world around me and myself. And um, it's the greatest investment I've made in myself as an artist. So so tell me, um, how, how long has that studio been around? That studio has been around nine years. Nine years. Um, it's, you know, it's still fairly new and it's growing and it's progressing, but, you know, a lot of the actors that come from there are just, they're incredible. The, and I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to go into that studio twice a week and see what happens when you have a space to express yourself and to, um, you know, workshop your process and your craft. And it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, you have a play coming up also that yeah, you're involved with. I do, I do. So um, a couple of uh, friends and I, uh, we started what is our signature theater festival, and that's called The Playwright's Loft. And it's held at Pire Harbor House. And uh, essentially what we, we want as a creative posse, if you will, is um, to work with the playwrights in the studio setting to really understand the words that the playwright put on the page because you know a lot of times I'm coming from an actor's position Mm -hmm. I don't have the chance to say to the playwright like so what what did you mean by this what do you mean by this and um so we're really interested in you know bringing that together um, in a workshop process. So we have our signature theater festival, and there are about six to eight ten-minute plays by new burgeoning playwrights here in New York City. And um, we've been doing that for the last year. And we finally are now producing our first full length. That's going to be at The Pit. Um, the I believe it's the East 24th location. 
And um, we're producing our first play, our first full length, and we're so stoked. It's going to be an incredible play. It's going to be good. And when is that uh, running exactly? It opens May 3rd. And um, it'll be there for the entire month of May, and you can find tickets at the pit. It's called Tamara Wasserman, an autobiographical evocative play. This is real. This is me. <laughs> so uh, is it autobiographical? Is it? It's, um, <laughs> it's autobiographical, and it's also experimental, and it's also um, it's written, directed, produced, and it's also starring Tamara Wasserman. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it half and half. It's half wacky, half autobiographical. Got you. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Like all autobiographies. Right, right, exactly. Um, she's a wild and zany character. She, um, she was not cast in her high school's production of Anything Goes. So she takes matters into her own hands and writes and directs and produces what is the most innovative and evocative play to ever hit the stage. And, um, hilarity ensues. That's pretty funny. I also, well, I was, uh, Cast as an understudy for the lead in Anything Goes. Oh, in were high you? School, okay. Um, after playing the zombie the year before in Zombie okay. Prompts, and I was not happy about that. Um, yeah. That was not uh, my most mature moment. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of a poor sport moment. I got over it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the pain. You know, I mean, high school, the high school theater world is such an interesting place. And um, if you do come from that world or if if you don't come from that world, this play will certainly illuminate the wild things that happen in the theater department. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. It's very funny. Um, we actually have an Indiegogo campaign currently launched for it, and um, we're just spreading the word. So is the Indiegogo for that play or for the theater company? It's for that play, and it's also for the theater company. I mean... It's for the theater company so we can further produce this play. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, hot dog suits are expensive, and um, we need some hot dog suits, so. Hot dog suits. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, some hot dog suits. Nice. (laughs) If that gives you any inkling as to what is about to happen on the stage. A little bit. Not not quite sure. Um, But, yeah, definitely looking forward to checking it out. all of that info will be on the show notes and everything online. Um, definitely, you know, check it out. Support indie theater. Um, it's good. Um, I invited you in here because I ran into you at the Actors Launchpad uh, networking yeah. event, which mm-hmm. is those events are kind of weird, right? Like, They're a little weird. Um, <laughs> but it was I'm, yeah. I'm glad we found each other. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's um. You know, for me, that was actually a turning point in the night. I was, I was having an okay time, mm-hmm. but up until the point, like, you're kind of introducing yourself, and like, I'm an actor. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's... The question is, are you an actor or a casting director? <laughs> That's what most right. people at that, like, type of thing wanted, you know, know pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking about acting, and then I was planning the launch of this at the mm-hmm. same, like it was happening that week. Yeah, that's what you said. And like when I ran into you, it was like, wait a second, I don't have to just talk about acting. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, yeah, that's part of it, but that's, sure. you know. Um, so producing your own 
stuff. That's what, you know, we started our conversation yeah. up about um, mm-hmm. the importance of that. Yeah. I think it's really, I mean, the only way you're going to find the success that you desire is by cultivating it yourself. And I, you know, you can, I think we talked about this a little bit too. I mean, specifically as an actor, you know, you can either chase the casting directors or you can just take matters into your own hands. And um, I feel, you know, as though we are both, you know, people who are just like, no, I'm going to take it for myself. Yeah. I'm going to make what I want. It's even um, <laughs> like the thought uh, for me, like at a certain, like later in the night, somebody was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get my window, you know, to them. And I'm like, who's them? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that person over there, they're this casting director. I'm like, okay. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go make my move now. Yeah. And for me, like, like, cool, definitely. That's what yeah. you're there for. Uh-huh. Um, but I have the thought in my head and, you know, maybe it's delusional, maybe it's arrogant but it's empowering mm-hmm. my thought is sort of okay cool to know who they am and if i run into them if we have a conversation cool yeah but otherwise i'm gonna keep doing my work and maybe we'll meet someday you know you'll be seeing my like you'll my work's gonna be going out there right so you or somebody will see my work at some point you exactly. know that's that's kind of yeah that's it I have a very similar thought on that as well you know and I I also have this incessant thought that you know whatever is meant to be will happen too so when you do produce your own work and they do see it it's like your paths will cross but you don't have to you know make your window let me get in there you know um yeah and it's also you know that type of thing um it's that aspect of marketing that's not Mm -hmm. the fun stuff but those networking events or whatever they are good to go to it's like the other side of things Mm -hmm. but not necessarily like yeah you might meet a casting director but you might meet other artists um that you can collaborate with right that's i find that just so much more beneficial you know um you know even as actors anyway we're such we're so shafted in the industry you know, and it's all about, you know, people pleasing, people pleasing, people pleasing. And then it's kind of almost like you forget about what it is that you want to do because you're trying to put on this face for everyone else, you know, when you can just take matters into your own hands and really create something, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get to find people and meet people like, you know, us at, you know, um, casting director networking night. And we get to collaborate. Yeah. And I find that so much more, you know, exciting versus like, oh, I gave the casting director my stuff. Yeah. You know, it's good conversation, you know, and it's passing and it's just like paying it forward and finding gratitude for each other's work too. you know. Yeah. Keeping that energy alive. So. So you have the play coming up. Um, mm-hmm. You have the the company. Yeah, um, Slingshot Theater Company. How do people uh, get involved if they like if they're playwrights or actors? What's how do you work? How does it work? So um, that's an awesome question because this is really really great information to share. So basically, how it all came to be is we were offered this space for free, and we we're like, what? A free space? So we put our minds together and we were like, we know this playwright, we know this playwright, we know this playwright. 
let's ask them to write 10 minute plays. And I mean, as playwrights, they already have, you know, a plethora of work. Um, but um, our aim is, you know, what do you want to work on, you know? So we reach out to these playwrights. We have a submission process. We review, you know, what, you know, because you can get plays where there are um, a pair of uh, testicles on stage. You can get a play where someone is getting an, uh, uh, waxing. You can also get a Scooby-Doo play. And it's kind of like reading all these plays and being like, okay, what would, what would really make a good night? So then we kind of decide, you know, which plays are we going to do for the evening? And then we reach out to directors that we know and love and who have worked with us. And we also ask the playwrights, you know, do you know Betty from your creative posse? Bring them on because we want to make this a community. Um, and then we will ask the playwright and the director once those teams teams are formed. We say, you know, do you have actors you know and trust and would be willing to do this process? And sometimes they'll say no. Sometimes they'll say yes. And then if they say no, we reach out to our pool of actors that we know and love and we ask them to come on. And normally we'll send out a, like a breakdown too to our our emailing list as well so people know and they can submit because that's you know it's all about creating community and you know an alliance is that slingshottheater.com or dot yeah so oh. yeah we're a slingshot theater company dot org dot org dot org and um our theater festival is the playwrights loft and you can find that information also on slingshot theater how often does that happen is that like a well, you know, it it is a well, we've had 3 in the last year, but we want to make it a quarterly show. Nice. Yeah, and we want we're looking to after this play we're going to actually jump into our our next uh full length mm-hmm. um with somebody who we've been workshopping with for about 2 years and we're very excited about this piece. So well. these so the one coming up in May um Remind me the name again. I'm spacing it. Uh, <laughs> Tamara Wasserman. Wasserman. This is real. This mm-hmm. is me. An autobiographical evocative play by Tamara Wasserman. How did I not remember that whole title? I know. Um, <laughs> how? 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 <laughs> that sounds, I get the impression that's somewhat comedic. Oh, it's entirely comedic. Yeah. It pushes boundaries. It is wackadoo. It is. And it's at the pit, so. And it's yeah. at the pit. Um, and this playwright, Doug Kmiotek um, is an NYU, well, he's getting his master's right now from NYU, and he's a brilliant playwright. He Wait, writes... so Doug? Kmiotek. So not Tamara Wasserman is the playwright? So, t- no. <laughs> am I giving away secrets right now? Um, so that's actually the really, that's kind of the fun part about this show is, you know, it's about Tamara and how she is putting on this show. But there's also a sense of, we're not trying to, you know, make it so the audience comes in and thinks, well, what we want to do is have people come in and be like, okay, so who is this Tamara girl? But it's actually written by Doug Kmiotek. Um, and uh, it's kind of, it's going to be an immersive experience, if you will. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's going to push boundaries. I can say that. <laughs> it's going to be entertaining, to say the least. Nice. Yeah. So that's the one coming up in May, and you said you're going to delve into another full length after. Mm-hmm. Is that one comedic also, or are it they all comedic? It is not. Okay. 
It is not. Um, well, he, the last draft we have read um, was not was not comedic. Um, this is certainly a more serious piece, more serious contemporary piece um, on uh, girl gang violence and um, what can happen. You know, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can give any right. away any more information. But um, it's a girl gang, and um, it's it's in the midst of being workshopped, but. We we want to tell the stories of this uh, this girl gang, so we're working with a playwright who we've also worked with countlessly. Her name is Zoe Rulin. She works with Rattlestick. She is an incredible incredible playwright. Definitely something to look out for. She's badass. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, she actually uh, for our last uh, playwrights loft, which is our signature theater festival, um, she wrote this beautiful piece on um environmental science and um you know how the earth is being betrayed by mother nature or vice versa um and how you know betrayal and global warming can kind of go hand in hand it's it's a really beautiful piece as well so she's great the earth is being betrayed by Mother Nature, or I mean, people are being, or right? people are betraying it's, Mother. I feel like we're all, well, it's kind of like a, yeah. you know, it's an endless circle, you know. Um, I blame the humans, but oh, I <laughs> blame, blame. Oh, we are, <laughs> we are to blame. Yes, we are to blame. We and we're, you know, Mother Nature is punishing us for it. Yeah, um, and the polar bears specifically. <sighs> God. It's such a bummer. I know. It really is. It it really, really is. And here we are with, you know, the with these developed and creative minds. And we've been put here. We've been granted this life. And here we are, you know, destroying what has given us life. It's it's incredibly sad. Um yeah. But luckily, we live in Brooklyn, so we do everything we can. We recycle. <laughs> we conserve. Um, and I bike as much as I can, actually, too. Yeah. That's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I got a bike, but, you know, I'm very clumsy. It's treacherous, also. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been, yeah. um, I've been lucky, but I've had a couple of... Uh, been doored a couple of times, and Ugh. one time just... The time I, like really scraped myself was just mm. a huge pothole in the road. Like, I'm so sorry. Perfect size for a wheel. Oh. And just, you know, wasn't scanning the ground for that five seconds or whatever. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so sorry. I'm so happy you're okay. Yeah, I landed well. You did. Um, but hey. it was the summertime. And ninja mode. I had, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Every sure. time so far it's been ninja mode. Yeah. My old school Aikido training kicked oh, in. Oh, shit. And I rolled, so that one, like, I fell, I don't know how airborne I got, but I yeah. landed on my shoulder, and I was ooh, like, good. ooh, like, good. But it was summertime, <laughs> so I had no sleeves, and then I uh, slid sh- about three to five feet on the concrete, and <gasps> just, you know, kind of froze, and just like, that part wasn't so good. That, yeah. Yeah, whole road rash situation on my left arm. And Damn. Gnarly. Yeah. That took a while to, like, I mean, I, I wasn't out of commission or anything. Yeah. I was all bandaged up for like a couple of weeks, but it, yeah. 
a big open wounds, they take a while to heal. Like, yeah, especially like that on the pavement. Yeah. And the impact. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But the last one that happened was a few months ago. Was doored. That is so infuriating to me because it takes a second, people, to look in your mirror and check. Yeah. Like, just check. Mm -hmm. You you know where you are. And especially, like, this car was parked. Like, I don't know how long he was sitting there and then decided to, you know what I mean? Uh, Because I'm scanning. Of course. Um, And it's like, for me, I had the split second of, like, ooh. And yeah. I hit that, that door so hard. <laughs> yeah. And then again, landed. I was like, I knew nothing was broken. Yeah. But my whole body felt uh, jarred. It made yeah. me think of um, what NFL players go through week after week. Um, oh with them, it's two, you know, 200 plus pound people running at each other and yeah. colliding full speed. But this was my body going you know, faster than I can run on a bike. On a and bike. Into, full speed into a metal. Into a metal. Immovable object. Like, right. Yeah. No thanks. It's brutal. Oh. And the guy you... was super, he was older and was worried and was asking if I was okay. And I oh, knew nothing yeah. was broken. Right. But it was like, but I don't know if I'm okay. I felt messed up. And then. Yeah. It's like, it's an insane feeling when you're taken off your feet like mm-hmm. that. Like, or when you fall, especially because we're we're getting older <laughs> and the fear that happens i it's it's insane you're literally your breath is taken from you right yeah Ugh. that was probably the first thought I was like i'm getting too old for this shit yeah but then you know when i'm not injured super badly when that type of thing happens, i'm like i still got it though still, still got, got it though skills. come on <laughs> come on i'm strong still holding on by a thread yep oh man i you know i was walking home uh with a couple of my best friends and my girlfriend kathy she she just always trips and we were walking home and we took a new route i was like it's a shorter route you know because we live kind of by a lot of different trains and she's like okay 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 and boy oh boy she went down like a pancake and her head like bounced off the concrete and we all just stood there for a second because she didn't move. We we're like, oh, my God, is this it? <laughs> is yeah. this it? Because we're too old for this. And then we realized, like, how big of a, you know, a, really a trip she she really took. But she was okay. She got out, of, you know, she got out a lot. Yeah. But, ooh, her knees were not. <laughs> yeah. Not, not intact. Oh, man. And, and then it made me think, like, to be safer be more careful and take care of myself longevity you know but i'm about to be 27 so you're still young yeah yeah i'm still young i'm still young <laughs> wait wait till 10 years later. right you'll see yeah i mean you know i'm about to be 37 <gasps> yeah like in a couple of months whoa yeah oh, shit's getting real shit's getting real <laughs> <laughs> you know but i dance i've been a dancer my entire life and I think, I think the pain and the breaking down of my body from that, I feel like I'm, I'm aged. I'm aged. It's com- I yeah, stand I up and mean. my hips hurt. I think that just happens though. <laughs> right. Um, because 
definitely that's the thing I'm noticing is just like I have to do more. That's the biggest thing I think. Bouncing back takes longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, yeah, just <laughs> you just start living with more pain, <laughs> which sucks. Um, <laughs> but like, truth, but the thing is, I <laughs> yeah. think even though, yeah, you're. I mean, your body's going to break down over time. The best thing you can do is stay active. Right. That is the best but thing. But it's hard because it does wear, wear it hard. down. But it's yeah better to be in in motion than, you know, right. than a, what do they call Sedentary. Right. Being sedentary is like also, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I read somewhere, I mean, God, I don't want to bring him up, but um, 45... I read he, his mm-hmm. philosophy on exercise. Oh God! Is that you have a finite amount of energy, so you should be lazy. It's sort of like a lazy. What the? Yeah. The... And uh, you know, again, there's so yeah. much. I don't know, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've heard this a few times before. Yeah. Um, that's his philosophy, and that's Jeez. why his body. I mean, I don't is... want to body shame. I but... mean. I don't want to body shame, but no body shaming. But I don't think that's dude, a that, healthy. That's I don't no. think that's a healthy situation. There, yeah, Let's put it like that. No, <laughs> and you know I strongly feel that because I am so I have this passion for understanding the body and how it, you know, holds pain and holds trauma. I'm actually in the midst of curating a piece that will explore that. And um, it, when, when you don't exercise, you're keeping, you're holding tension in your whole body and it can, it can hurt you. Yeah. And, you know, like when you get a toothache or when you get a foot ache or when you, you know, something is off, like I like to think that, you know, okay, maybe you're, maybe you're sprained or something. But like, I also, I also think it's completely emotional. Too. A lot of it is, yeah. You know, like, oh. There goes the bear wolves. The that's, there's that oh. bark we were talking about earlier. That's Fozzie. Let out the hounds. <laughs> the hounds. Yep. What is that? The uh, Christmas story, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're so cute, though. Oh, my gosh. They're when the you best said that, I was thinking, release the kraken. <laughs> yeah, it's another, another one. Not the same thing. But not the, the same thing, but. Clash you know, Titans. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man i you're so lucky to have dogs i i can't wait to have they're dogs. pretty good for mental health also and for um exercise like just yeah. basic stuff like mm-hmm. lazy ass people get a dog walk with your dog it's good for your exactly if you're doing nothing else going on daily walks exactly it's, it's all about your, motion yeah and working through it you know, and exploring it. And I think, you know, that's why a lot of people, I, I really do think, you know, that's why people really lose sight of, you know, themselves, especially with all these like, you know, mass shootings and all these, all the crazy things going on right now. It's because they don't have an outlet. You know what I mean? They don't have somewhere that they can express themselves. They don't have a, you know, access to therapy or, you know, to health care or support at home or, you know, they come from impoverished community. They don't have the resources. So they think the only way to, it's all about your body 
and really going through the pain and assessing it and working it out because it can build up, you know. Stress is bad. It's really, really bad. And I think it's really interesting how it can harvest in in the body because, you know, I – this is going like way off. Way off. We can go wherever. Wherever, you know. We can go wherever. But um, I have trigeminal neuralgia, um, which is basically like a pinched nerve of the like temple. Well, just for lack of better term. But um, that has like severely affected my hip. And I went to the chiropractor. I got, you know, an x-ray and everything. And he's like, yeah, like your hip is is actually like torqued into your hip bone. And I mean, that's from multiple years of ballet, you know, but he also then asked, he's like, you know, do you have any, like, do you have any face pain? And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have trigeminal neuralgia. He's like, well, you know, the stress from your hip has like manifested itself. And I'm sure that because, you know, nerves are all interconnected, you know, he's like, that's also affecting your trigeminal neuralgia. And that's probably why you're in so much pain. I'm like, have to work through that yeah and how you know how do you do that and for me it's dance it's dance through it explore it so what type of dance do you like to do well um you know I kind of it's kind of like a lucid body movement it'll kind of start with a meditation and I you know I'll kind of DJ and curate like what music is going on because I think that's really important too for you know releasing tension and trauma and exploring and opening yourself up to vulnerability and and also being in an uninhibited body and released body and actually Meisner has lent um, itself to this work that I'm exploring because he was always he always questioned you know can you actually as an actor um, live in a released body and be completely enraged. And that to me was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I don't think you can. But like, I'm willing to find out. And how interesting of a piece would that be to look at and understand the the behavior we have as human beings, but behind closed doors, like where the trauma underneath our skin is being held and how we hold that tension and, you know, exploring that and heightening it and seeing where it can go. That, that is really interesting. Thank um, you. Thank you. Can you, re- can you be angry in can a body you? that's completely re- released? Yeah. And I, think, I don't think you can. I, I don't think so either because, um, when I was a little, well, I was like eight, my parents got divorced. I was at a new school I had some anger issues for the first time in my life. Oh, I mean, yeah. not that I was never angry. Gosh, you before. see, so cool and cucumber. I had, I went through a dark, some yeah. dark. I had some darkness in the <gasps> middle years up. of, of youth. Up inside. Yeah, no. Yeah, I definitely went through it. I'm glad I actually went through it. Um, not that it was not pain. It was very painful. Um, yeah. Very alienating. Um, like I really <laughs> leaned into the anger for yeah. a while too. Um, but, like, I did have some counseling during, like, especially, like, the years right after the divorce. And, um, yeah, the biggest thing with anger, um, you don't need counseling for this. Everybody knows when somebody's angry and the anger's building and people around see it, they mm-hmm. say, let it go. 
<laughs> like so letting go letting is go. how you move past anger so that's like literally yeah if you relax I, I don't think you can hold on to the anger right which is good because the anger just from my experience the anger some jedi stuff but like really <laughs> it does if you let it um it does destroy you like yeah it does it wears you down mm-hmm. and it wears you down and like oh, if you know, the last time I wanted to throw a temper tantrum, like if somebody were just like, okay, um, you are feeling this way. I'm going to put you in a space and I'm going to let you just like while out. I'm going to put on this music and just go. And how released you can feel after that. And as you progress, you know, through whatever your dance is for that day, it's really... <sighs> It is really fascinating to feel where it goes, especially with the music and the sound like also affecting it and and how you emotionally go because you can like be angry and thrashing one moment and then the music can change and all of a sudden like you're floating and, and you're like, okay, this is this is how I go. And then at the end being like, oh, wow, I feel better though. You know, it's kind of like dance therapy almost, if you will. Yeah. But... Um, but let it go. I've like, I've never made that correlation. I love that. I mean, I didn't until you said that that idea, that question yeah. made me think of that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that's really interesting. I'm gonna because like literally, you you know, like in acting, we look at you know people that don't know acting. A lot of it is tied into like psychology. It's another way. 100%. Like literally, the study of acting. A lot of times, people will describe it as the study of human behavior. You yeah, know? it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with anger, when you're approaching a role, delving into what's going on, you know, we're, you know, we're not usually playing emotions. It's the emotions come up and everything like that. But the thing with anger, usually, it's just like crying. Mm-hmm. Usually, crying has to do with trying not to cry. Right. And then the release, like release of crying. That's another thing, like the release of tears. Mm -hmm. But anger, it's when, yeah, you're usually really, you think about it, like like if you see a fight, like in the build up to a fight, Mm -hmm. somebody's trying to walk away or trying to let it go and then they're not able to, like Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, if the other person keeps going or or whatever's going on in their own mind. Mm-hmm. It's when you can't let it go and it right. builds up and yeah. then explodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to know what the body, if like in an uninhibited, like free environment, like what does that look like? You know, I mean, that's repetition in a destructive way. I think violence also is <laughs> yeah. that's the other release. Like mm-hmm. it's not a healthy or constructive. Mm-mm. I mean, depending like if you, I think yeah. martial arts are a good way to channel it and it's you know there's rules and mm-hmm. um that's a way of doing it in a way that doesn't hurt people too badly because you know doing right. martial arts there's pain just like there is in dance and yeah, any physical yeah, thing. yeah um but like yeah the thing is like if you punch a bag like that's great like punching a bag or sparring mm-hmm. if you have anger issues that helps a lot of people a lot of times because it's yeah. a physical kind of violent way of getting it out but the violence the fighting the explosive physical action um Mm -hmm. it's an explosion that when you're done you always feel better Better. right 
I you know. know. Unless you hurt some, you know, unless right. you do it in a right in a harmful, harmful, way. irresponsible way, right? Um, and somebody's hurt because mm-hmm. then you're dealt with. Usually, if you're a you know not a sociopath, you deal with the <laughs> yeah. regret and the yeah. sorrow and the guilt of harming somebody or something. You know? Right. So. Yeah. Sorry, I laughed at the word sociopath. No, it <laughs> comes up a lot these days. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, it's funny because I had a friend. The other day that was like, oh, you know, Andrew, you should really try like kickboxing. I was like, what? What does that mean? Like, <laughs> but wait a second. What does that mean? Like, even if I, I guess, and then I thought about it. I was like, oh, that like would be a really great release for me. But I feel like with it, it's all your energy is going into this, you know, I mean, whatever, like, punching bag. But I'm like, I'm more interested in like that energy going into other bodies and like, how do I take, you know, the, the motion of that, like that explosion with other bodies and what does that look like? What shapes and what energies and what, you know, you know, pace and, you know. I will second your friend though. I think like if you haven't done it, I do think also I encourage it. Um, and also to... <laughs> Back to the finite energy thing. Like, yeah. we have finite energy, but that's our life and what we do right. with it here. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like, no, we have infinite energy while we're here. And actually, I mean, I personally believe yeah. we have infinite energy. Like, you know, the energy keeps... When we're done with this life, yeah. the energy goes Same. on. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it goes... It's exchanged between people and right. ideas during life and the people that carry those ideas, they continue it on. But also like physically the thing with like, if you're punching a bag, mm-hmm. your energy's going into that bag and inanimate thing. It's kind of a way of, it's another form Shooting of medi- meditation it. with yourself and with yeah. the universe. Yeah. Um, and then you can still also explore interacting with other people. Right. Still. So it doesn't have yeah. to be one or the other. Right. You know? No, absolutely. And I, and I think the more, I mean, the more that is widely known, the more people can cope with however that they want to with, you know, their anger or, you know, expressing themselves. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do stage combat. So, so I, um, so I think of, so I think of kickboxing and I'm like, well, all I really know how to do is like fake fight. So I'm like, dodge this like punching bag, you know, like fake fight it. But I think I could actually. They're tied together. Yeah, they're (laughs) They're tied tied together for sure. (laughs) I just like imagine myself going to the kickboxing class and, and, or, you know, boxing. Would it be, is it boxing if you have the punching bag? Both. Both? Yeah. It is both? Okay. It's just, yeah, it can be the, like the heavy bag would be the same in both. Yeah. Um, Just if you were kickboxing, you'd kick it also. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the thing, that's the thing with it. There's, (laughs) there's specific skills and there's techniques and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when you're like, if you're working with a coach, they'll have you do certain drills and do certain things with the bag and certain combos. But also if it's just you with the bag, there's no rules. So you can kick it. You you can can go wild (laughs) if you want. Yeah. That's fun. That's like... As a little kid, that's like that the first sounds thing. Sounds great. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. It's a <laughs> great release. Really it's a great exercise. Um, and you know, uh, Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He was a master at stage combat too, like yeah. in the movies. Yeah. Um, also oh, yeah. master, you know, martial at... artist, mm-hmm. innovator, philosopher. Right. You know a lot about Bruce Lee? Not a whole lot about Bruce Lee. <laughs> but, I think he I mean, really... I know all these things, of course, but yeah. um, I haven't looked into his philosophies and understood his mind. I mean, I know his physical stature and his one understanding of, his... of body is immense one of his quotes is uh be like water have you heard that one? Ooh, no it's uh but be like water my friend he's like you put water into a cup yeah it becomes the cup <gasps> you put water into a bowl it becomes the bowl yeah now water can flow and it can crash <gasps> be like water my friend wow which is, I think, you know, acting, yeah. arts. Yeah. Like, really, like, I mean, I believe arts are arts. So martial right. arts, I include. Absolutely, 100%. Producing, I, I like, doing yeah. things. You yeah. Know? Really. Mm-hmm. It's craft. Mm-hmm. It's all about craft. Yeah. It's all it is. And the attention to detail and how you go about that. Absolutely. Ah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Bruce Lee's one of my... <sighs> One of my all-time heroes, for sure. Oh, man. One of my top, I think my top ten, for sure. Top ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Maybe top five, but definitely top (laughs) ten. Good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not to quantify, I'm like, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) So, speaking of flowing and being, uh, you mentioned, you know, pieces you might want to develop uh you -hmm. you write too yes I do write I mean I have never um I've never felt like I have like received the recognition (laughs) not that I need recognition for what I write because I write in a very free form way Mm -hmm. um that I'm almost like is this right because I'm also a perfectionist so I'm like I don't know if this is right but I'm just gonna take my words and put them on a page you know, um, but I've always found my process to be very physical and being in a studio and working through it with my body and also words um, and writing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the piece, um, I'm actually also collaborating um, on another piece for the summer and um, it's going to be a wordless choreographed piece about this couple and um, this woman is going to poison her lover. Nice. And um, she's going to just dance on his dead body. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm in the midst of writing that and um, creating and curating that. Um, so you know, so with that, it's kind of like I need to be in the studio. I need to right. be with myself. I need to be with a partner. You know, I need to. Um, you know, kind of understand, you know, the body and, and what that will entail. But it also, you know, deserves, it, it needs writing too. And in, in my, from my mind to operate, because I need to know, you know, what the arc of it is, you know, where are we going to start? What's our previous, you know, start, here we go into acting, but what's our previous circumstance? Why am I doing this? And who is he to me and understanding what that relationship is and, um, or what that relationship is. There's a great uh, documentary. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Um, What's that? Wild Wild Country on Netflix. About, no. Um, 
Yeah, Rajni Purim, I think is what they're called. Rajni something. Okay. Um, Bhagwan is the guru everybody's following. I don't okay. want to give it away, but you should definitely <gasps> All right. check it out. I'll I'm check it. On episode four or maybe five now. Okay. So things are hitting the fan. And cool. Because the whole first couple episodes, it's like, I kind of like this cult. I don't know. Like, <laughs> is it like kinda... a scripted series? No, is it... no. This is like a, I don't know if it, cult or like a, uh, there was a guru and everything and they started in India and then... Oh. Had a commune in Oregon oh. um, and almost like, or maybe technically did have a city, like had their own city in Oregon for okay. a little while. And then of course the government <laughs> didn't like, and the townsfolk yeah. really didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and, but the whole time you're watching it, yeah, it's, it's, I think the switch is happening now where you're starting to see the flip side and the corruption and the darkness uh-huh. creeping in. I'm not sure which way it's going yet. Right. But, uh, yeah. I'll give it a go. It's pretty cool. Yeah. If you like, like it's, yeah, so it's kind of cult type thing. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, why not? I always, I take suggestions and recommendations very seriously, always. Because I, I, I always hear Elizabeth Gilbert <laughs> saying to me, they said that to you on purpose. So you should go look at it. I'm like, okay, all right. And Wait, like, who is that? Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert. She always, her idea is Is that, that the teacher? No, 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 no. no. Uh, this is a, the writer of Actually Eat, Pray, Love. Okay. <laughs> she, But she is, her mind is so incredibly in tune with um, the higher power and the higher energy of the creative spirit, you know. She thinks... She believes that, you know, the creative process comes in through you and it's kind of like a little genie that'll just come in and you get an idea and then that genie is there and, and then either you write it down or you do it or you create it and you hear it and you do it. And if you don't, that creative idea is going to go, oh, I'm up. All right. I'm going to go find another mind to, yeah. uh, you know, penetrate with this brilliant idea. I agree with that. It's true. That's I mean, why that's I, what ideas are, mm-hmm. you know, that is, that is what ideas are, you know, are these little pieces of, you know, magic, invisible gold mm-hmm. unicorns. And they're like, Ooh, Hey, write this thing. Think about this. Um, so yeah, I don't even know where I, how that got there, but yeah. Oh, just yeah. checking. I think just checking things out when. You're presented with them like, oh, okay, yeah. I should check that out. Cool. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. Kind and your recommendation that. for Wild Wild West. Wild Wild, 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 wild country, country, I think it is. Okay. Um, Thinking of Will Smith. Yeah. But if you Google <laughs> religion, I said cult earlier. I don't know if it's a cult or a religion. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. I think all yeah. religions and cults, it all depends on the who's narrative it is. Right. Whether it's a religion or mm-hmm. a cult. But I've also heard the argument that yeah, all religions are cults, cults in a way. Like, if you go back to the roots of them. They are cults. Yeah, like... They are cults. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a judgment. That's not that, saying no, it's good or bad. No, no, no. Yeah, but... But, yeah. yeah um, Louis C- I mean, when it takes a turn, then, then it gets... Right. But, I mean, they all, like, the religions, that's the thing. Um, 
because people will be like, oh no, Christianity's not, um, Judaism's not, Islam's not. And it's like all of these major religions have dark like aspects or dark histories mm-hmm. in them and like atrocity they, like just people right? have people right do atrocious things in all yeah. you know sects of of humanity mm-hmm. like, oh yeah 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 and it's just kind of it, it's just baffling to me because religion i it's all based on judgment yeah you know and fear and and I'm like, there's no wonder there's so many people who are just so clouded by reality, the reality of like just human, just humans, you know, it, it's and, and it's like also did that stuff really happen? Like, how do we really? I mean, sure. Yes, there's evidence. Is there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, how can you base your ideals on something that happened however many yeah. thousands of and years ago? You know, we're in a new day and time. And we're in a crazy, like, technological... Um, right? You I watch- think we're really at a... Yeah, Black Mirror, were yeah. you going to say? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're really yeah. at a turning point, I think, in humanity and technology because the technology, it's already been outpacing us. Um and so I think, yeah, Black Mirror, we have some ideas of where this is heading. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this the, the other day, like thinking about the ancient Egyptians and like the story of Atlantis. Like when mm-hmm. we talk about, did these things that certain religions or certain mythologies say happen, did they happen? And I do, like, I'm, I do wonder, there's, you know, I don't know about, because some people like, oh, it was definitely aliens with Egyptians and whatever and then i was like well what if ancient egyptians were way more technologically advanced than we realize and that somebody was like well there'd be evidence of it and i was like well some people interpret some of the hieroglyphs as spaceships and i'm like what if they were flying vehicles or technology that we don't understand because we haven't seen it until now right and the technology that we have now like all the plastic and like the equipment, like these microphones that we're talking into, mm-hmm. these computers, these are not built to last. Right. So in thousands of years, they're going to be gone. They're going to be dirt. Yeah. Um, the structures, like the buildings, mm-hmm. those will last thousands of years, but yeah. everything else will be gone and we're not writing it down and yeah. like paper will disintegrate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, so it's like, how do we even know what has happened? Like, what if what if this has happened before? Right. And I kind of think it, like I, you know, the learn your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Rome was once great. It fell. The Egyptians, we don't really know what happened to those ancient societies. Um, But like, yeah, yeah. what if they were, what if they had way more, because we assume they didn't, but I really am starting to think maybe they did. And like Atlantis represents kind of the same story as like the flood but like the fall of yeah. humanity mm-hmm. um and then humans go back to like a more simple yeah level which right. right now i mean we have the technology to create environmentally sustainable you know um for all the technology we have we could do it in an envir- environmentally sustainable way we have yeah. the technology but we right. don't but we don't 
Yeah. And so that could lead to Our another demise. downfall. Like, yeah. you know, and maybe yeah. some probably some humans would survive it but our civilization as it is unless we change course probably will not probably will not and it is not looking good (laughs) it is not it's not oh man i've been doing a lot of meditating i'll say in the past two weeks because wow man it's been it's been rough you know because you think okay this will be the the most intense thing that's happened. Oh, oh no, <laughs> nope. Just got a notification. Uh, nope, and not the most intense that's ha- thing that's happened in the last two years. Oh, okay, all right. No, this is the worst. This is as far as it can go. Like, what are we gonna do about it? Yeah, you know. And I think that's where artists come in. Yeah, I agree. You know, we gotta we gotta keep it alive, and we must make our mark. So when the demise happens, our shit is still here. So they know, don't do it again. Or I mean, maybe there. I don't. Who knows what'll happen? You know, it's just so much, so much. But you gotta quiet your mind, and just do your work. Do your work. Do your work. Share your story. Share your story and create because, you know, there's just too much for you to even, you know, do, think about all that all the time. You know, at the beginning of what I call the end of the world, um, you know, you're constantly just on your phone and on your phone and on your phone and on your phone. And, and then I started timing myself. I like timed myself at how much I was reading in the news and reading about everything and I just and it really I found myself in a really dark place mm-hmm. you know and then I was like no wait I cannot let this control my life you know this can't this can't be what it is all the time I need to remember that like I am here for a reason and I need to take this anger I need to take this and turn it into something and you know express myself because otherwise I'm out of here <laughs> you know yeah I'm gonna go find the woods yeah hide in a cabin and that'll be it but that's being complicit and that's just, you know not how I roll yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's important for artists to really stand. And I think I never, I never thought I'd live to see the day ever where women were speaking out the way that they do now. I like it. It's still, it still takes my breath away because it's, it's something I never, I never saw happen. Like, foresaw ever happening and you know and I was raised in a way that was like you know be good to men and men will marry a rich man and be pretty and smile and you know do all the things that a woman do, does you know but I always was like no I like I want to make stuff like I don't care I don't I don't I'm not trying to serve anyone but myself and I always felt like I was so wrong for that you know, and now with all of these women's stories coming out and speaking out, like my, my, what I want to create as an artist is evolving and is reaching this like almost enlightening place. And it's important for us to keep 
that motion going, you know, and hearing people's words and seeing each other's work and working together and paying it forward because there are some corrupt things happening. And if we don't stick together and hold each other's hands and move forward, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. Um, but yeah, and that's my, I'm stepping off the soapbox <laughs> and there that is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, how much I love your dogs. <laughs> um, they're so cute. I just want to like put my face in between both of them. Um, I, you know, I had such a, I meeting you upon meeting you. I was like, oh, this is a, this is a guy who understands it. And a lot of times here, we're, you know, again, very clouded. And I think a lot of us are afraid of expressing ourselves. And luckily, we live in, you know, the mecca of all artists, you know. So finding interesting conversation, you know, is, you know, it's out there, you know. But yeah. it was so, so wonderful having the conversation we did at, you know, a place like Actors Launchpad. And I just, I think you're great. Likewise. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> She's blowing up your spot a little bit. She's blowing it out. <laughs> um, so May 3rd. May 3rd, the, the show. Terma Wasserman. This is real. This is me. An autobiographical evocative play written by Tamara Wasserman. Wink, wink. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I'll put the info for that um, and uh, info for slingshot perfect and playwrights loft yeah in the show check it notes. out and uh do you have any final words um final words final words uh keep passing the kindness forward that's what it's all about that's what it is and i would say as jennifer coolidge you know who jennifer coolidge is i know the name oh she she talks like this was she She's an actress, yeah. Yeah. Was she in Was she in American Pie? She was. Yes, Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. mom. Yep. I know yeah. Stifler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> how could How could we forget? You know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just keep passing the kindness forward and um, and build each other up because we're a lot of us are in a dark place and we need to just keep each other keep building each other up yeah thank you very much <laughs> thank you so that was my conversation with Dre Sewell I had a really good time chatting with her we talked about all kinds of things I hope you had fun listening to that definitely check out Slingshot Theater Company and their current show Tamara Wasserman This Is Real This Is Me an evocative autobiographical play by Tamara Wasserman. It's playing at the Pit People's Theater Improv now through May 27th. The links for that, the links to her other projects will all be in the show notes as well on bushwickvarietyshow.com. If you like what you're hearing so far, please let us know on social media. Please go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. And thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to do something, do it. And just keep doing the stuff. All right? Take care. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>